Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 105 of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we are giving you some ways that will ruin your children's love of learning, which will lead to a ruined homeschool year. But don't worry, you're going to be encouraged. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out our free demo of the new 4.0 version of the curriculum that's coming out soon over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Now let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Hey, just I was just talking to Ben. We just got back from a volleyball game, the first homeschool volleyball uh, game of the season, and Maggie scored the first point nice. of the season uh, for the junior varsity. And I was telling Ben that the I don't know what they're called the Blazers, the right? Blazers, they're like amazing. It's the most amazing team I've ever seen uh, outside of the Olympics. Outside of the Olympics, <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but we're getting ready to go uh, on Monday. We're so Ben's gonna have to Ben's gonna have to invite Rissa or somebody, and you guys are gonna have to do the show yourself um, uh, because we're gonna be down at uh, Harvey Cedars. Um, we interviewed a while back Brian Sackett, the director there, and uh, uh, we're super excited. It's gonna be a family week, uh, homeschool week, kind of a short week, just uh, three full days. Um, but it should be, should be a lot of fun. So taking the RV, uh, it's not a super long trip, but, uh, you know, far enough. Um, so, Hey, before we get going on today's topic, I wanted to say, uh, we've got a special, uh, deal out coming right now, but I only have a few of them left. In fact, uh, I'm going to move my camera here, Ben. Can you see down there? All those boxes. Those are, those are the boxes that we're sending out tomorrow morning for, uh, the smiling homeschooler box of smiles. Um, and in that, uh, and I don't have everything with me, um, but there's uh, some three brand new products. Um, you can see them, on our, see them on our website. We have one book and I don't even have it with me because I've, I've packed them all up. I got some out in the trailer there I got to go get. Um, but it's called uh, how, how to Choose Relationship um, when there's so much to do. And then we have a smiling homeschooler mug uh two, there's a logo on that side um and i've only got a few left um so i think i've got maybe 20 left so if you would like one you need to order today because probably tomorrow-ish they're going to be off we're not going to have any more so if you'd like one uh, that comes with a cup um a mug and we probably won't reorder those um and a book and then this i'm super excited about this we've kind of hinted at it it's a smiling homeschooler awesome. Uh, daily calendar, 365 reasons to smile. We're super excited about this product. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but um, you it's know, a little it's bright. A yeah, it is a little bright. Um, you can kind of, it's a flip thing, you know, it stands on your desk like that. Um, and it's all geared to homeschooling, you know, like January 5th, you know, it's a prayer. Dear God, help me to do what matters most this year. Help me to cherish each day that I get to spend with my children. Help me to smile more and remove the things that keep me from smiling. Amen. Um, there's uh, homeschool blessing number 28. None of the kids are assigned a label. They're just my children. And those are the kind of things you have every single day. There are cartoons. Um, there are some fun things to do. Like on March the 2nd, it's Dr. Seuss Day. Read your favorite Dr. Seuss book, watch a Dr. Seuss movie, or have the kids compose a Dr. Seuss-like poem of their own. Um, and it's got some of those fun things, National Donut Day, the things that, uh, or and quotes. Um, uh, here's one, April 15th. All children are gifted. Some just open their package later than others. 
Um, those are the things that are just, you know, there to help you smile. Um, uh, again, we have those that are called, uh, I think it's called a box of smiles um, that you can yep. get for yourself or a husband can get for their wives. Um, and then we have one uh, that we won't run out of. Um, it's called the Send a Smile uh, package. It comes in an envelope. It has the classic lies homeschooling moms believe. It has uh, one of our original cartoon books. Um, and then it comes with a uh, uh, the book, the novel, The Homeschool Experiment. And, and then a, a card that has a funny cartoon on the front, something nice inside like... Um, you know, you're gonna have a great year kind of thing. And then I'm gonna sign it, you know, it says keep smiling and I'll sign it, Todd. Um, but if you'd like to get one of those and send to maybe a new homeschooler to encourage mm -hmm. them, I was, my wife just told me today that uh, a friend of hers, uh, Janelle, who might be listening, has been organizing these like little impromptu uh, welcome to homeschooling meetings that she's just gotten, you know, made an invitation on Facebook, they've had, lots of moms who wanted to do it and they're just encouraging encouraging them you know talking about like the basics some of the things to look for as you're um, picking curriculum um, but she's really taking it upon herself to get these moms started down the right path um, and mom you can do that with a send a friend a smile uh, package um, for i think it's 29.99 and includes the shipping so can't beat that and if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, it's at least worth checking out the website to see if the first, the box of smiles is still available because this is tomorrow morning when this will actually go up Wednesday. Um, so go check that out. It's If you go to the smilinghomeschooler.com, click on the store, which will take you over to the Family Man website, and it's right there up at the top. Uh, so you should definitely do that. Uh, and, you know, one, your husband will approve this because it is a homeschooling expense. You need these. These are not just, uh, you know, just for fun. This is something you need. Um, but yeah, this definitely. This is like your daily item. Exactly. Items. Like this is this is a drop in the bucket compared to everything else, you know. So uh, you definitely need to go do it. So awesome, uh, Susan. Susan just said, scared new uh, homeschooling mom in the room. We're glad you're here. Uh, you're, hopefully you enjoy this episode and stick around if you haven't already. Uh, been been watching all of our podcasts. So we really appreciate you being here. But all right, Dad, if you want to go ahead and get in our topic, I know you had sent it to me. Um, I think we did this maybe something a little bit similar. Uh, it's probably been a while. We've done a lot of topics, so it's hard to find exactly where we did things. But the idea of basically how to ruin your homeschooling or get your yes. kids to hate homeschooling. Uh, so we have some, you know, some thoughts here, and I think this will be really encouraging. But if you want to kind of go into it. <laughs> yeah, because, it's, you know, it's always everybody takes it from the other perspective, um, you know, how to have the best homeschool or whatever. And I thought maybe we should look at it, how to ruin your homeschool. Um, because as my wife said a couple weeks ago, you know, you can't ruin your kids. You can't do it wrong. That is true. You know, your kids are super resilient. Just by being home, your kids are going to do great. They're going to have a head start. But you can kind of foster the hate of learning. And by that, I mean the opposite of the love of learning. Because when we first started homeschooling, that's what everybody talked about. Oh, we just want to foster the love of learning, you know, and and homeschooling was going to get us all to love learning and our kids to love learning. But what I saw is, as we've been doing it for you know 20 years, um, that I see sometimes we do just the opposite. And we get our kids to the point where they say, I'm never gonna do that. You know, I'm not gonna homeschool my kids because it's too hard, it's too terrible, it's too whatever. So I thought maybe we'd talk about 
um, you know, not just how to get your kids to hate learning, of course, but how to get them to love learning. And here's the very first thing. It's super easy. I even thought we could probably do this in about 10 steps, but uh, we may not get to all of them. The very first thing is uh, start them young and keep them ahead. Uh, you know, that, that thought that we've got to get our kids started first thing and we got to keep them ahead of the ball, you know? So, you know, we're going to, we're going to start our kids, not in just in preschool, but we're going to start them even earlier than that. We're going to get them to read and to write and to know their colors and know their periodic table and do their historical timelines. And, you know, it sounds kind of funny, but, but, you know, the truth is we, we fall for that. Um, I mean, I saw this commercial ABC mouse. Have you ever seen this, Ben? Uh, you know yeah. what ABC mouse mm -hmm. is? And they always, well, I don't know what they always, but I just remember this one commercial. I wish I could have saved it, but it's like this little girl and she's all sad because, you know, she's not reading at the level. And then through ABC mouse, you know, this rodent is, you know, has gotten her to the place, but so now she's ahead of the ball and, and her parents can be proud of her once again, because she's, you know, super, super smart and she's only four. Right. Um, but you know, the thing is, is this whole homeschooling thing is a, is a, is a marathon. And if you start too early, your kids are going to get burned out at the very beginning. You're going to get burned out. I can't tell you how many moms have come up to my wife and, you know, and said, I'm just so burned out. I just don't know what to do. You know, we're doing five or six hours of school every day. And my wife will say, well, how many kids do you have and how old are they? And she goes, oh, I just have one and they're six or four. You know, that should not happen. In fact, if you're brand new to homeschooling and you've got a four or five year old, I'm going to just tell you, don't start yet. You know, just give yourself another year mm -hmm. or two and then kind of ease into it, you know, and not just to be, you know, to get them started early, but to try to finish them up early. You know, there's no reason to have your 15 year old graduating from high school. You know, there just isn't unless they're just so far ahead and they're going to start their career at 16. Um, it's probably even a bad thing. You know, sometimes we're sending our kids who are 15 and 16 years old and we're sending them to, you know, to, to audit classes with a classroom of, an, of adults. And it's not a very um, good thing. Sometimes it has some bad outcomes. Well, I think the other danger potentially too of if you're racing ahead, not because of the kid, but because of you, is if there's ever a point where that doesn't happen then or they slow, like they maybe are struggling with something or whatever, it can really cause you to either one, them feel discouraged because you think they're not doing a good enough job or you then are you know, they're not hitting the measure that you think is, is what's needed. And I think that can be really dangerous because you're just trying to basically get that, oh, I'm doing such a good job. And then as soon as that stops happening, potentially, you know, what happens then? And also I think yeah. that, um, it's such a fleeting thing, you know, that, that, cause a lot of it honestly is not because a lot of people think like, wow, if I can get my kid to do preschool or, you know, kindergarten a year earlier, they're going to be so much better off in the long run. It's often because look how, you know, even if it's subconscious, I think it is a kind of a, my kid's super smart type deal. Not necessarily that they're not, but then I think that's just such a fleeting thing long-term. Like in reality, you know, I've never really ever brought up to anyone hardly that I graduated to college three years younger than most people do, or two years younger. Like it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And that's college, let alone like, you know, kindergarten or first grade or second grade or any of those. Um, 
So I think that can just be. Ben didn't graduate kindergarten early, though. No, he was I didn't. just right on time. He was, was just seven right or eight, time. I think. And I think like you're right, Ben, because I think, <laughs> I mean, I can remember, you know, a mom at our church at one time, you know, and their little kid who was like five years old got up and he gave the Shema, which is the way they start all Jewish synagogues, you know, Shema Israel, Shema, you know, Eloheinu, I don't know. You know, it's in Hebrew. The kid didn't understand it. But he repeats these words, and you can just see the little tears sliding down the mother's <laughs> face in rapture, you know, as her kid is doing this. And it's just like. And you're not wow. not teaching them because, like, obviously your kid's going to be picking. I mean, Renly knows what an R is, and she knows how to write an R. But it's not where, like, sit them down. Here's your school time. Like, just let them learn in natural, fun ways as it comes to your life, not, you know, rigorous right off the bat doing that. But I, I, th- but I will also say, though, you're the parents. Um, and I know some parents will say, well, yeah, but our moms will say, yeah, but my, my child was ready to start. My father would probably say just because your child is ready to start doesn't mean that they should start. You know, um, just because a four year old might be ready to start certain things, maybe you still let them be a kid and you decide that, no, this is still a little early because we're still going to enjoy being a kid. You know, again, you can still do those fun things, but maybe not start school so early. So just take it easy. Slow and steady wins the race. Um, here's the second one. Um, if you want to kill, you know, the love of learning in your family or foster the hate of learning, you want to go more, go longer. Um, I think we even mentioned on the show one time about the movie Iron Will. It's a dog sled movie. And I remember this this young man he's going to run this race so he can save the farm they're always saving the farm you know if he wins that like an i did a rod kind of race and the uh native american his trainer basically says if you want to win you must run longer sleep less and that's kind of the little thing they say over and over again run longer sleep less you know and I, I'm afraid that some of you moms do that. You think I just got to keep working harder. You know, I got, I can't fit in more, but I, but you keep doing it. You know, you're doing way too much school. If you want to kill school in your house, you're going to, you're going to do it for long periods of time during the day. You're going to do it on the weekends. You're going to make their kids. If they don't get their homework done, you're going to make them do it in the evenings. You're going to be on vacation and you're going to have your kids do their lessons. I'm telling you in homeschooling, you shouldn't be doing lessons on vacations or on the weekends or in the evenings. You just shouldn't. You know, you want learning's taking place at all those times. You don't have to do formal school all the time. You know, um, I think P.T. Barnum said, uh, always leave them wanting more. Um, And that's what you want. You don't want to just fill them up so they don't want to do it anymore. My dad, uh, again, he was a master at that. He put limits on us kids. So at a certain point, you know, even if we had homework to do, he said, no, you can't do your homework because you have to spend time with your family. I think as homeschoolers, we say, no, we're done with school today. You need to go play. Um, And again, at our house, uh, our kids are basically done by lunch. You know, even our older kids, they might do the older kids might do something in the afternoons, but they are, have lots of free time to do the real learning, the real learning. And also, I think that, you know, you know, as a kid, as a parent, you don't want your kid doing all the peer pressure stuff, you know, like dressing certain ways just because or doing things that may not be good, you know, wise or well, good for them because of certain things. And I think it's often like, oh, well, parents, you know, adults don't have as much of that. 
but I don't, I think it just is hidden more, you know, of, so if you're in a homeschooling group or if you just even have people around you or the internet or whatever, and you feel this pressure of like, oh, well, they're all doing eight, you know, you know, eight to, or nine to five or whatever. So I need to do that, you know, don't let the pressures of, even if it's not them telling you that, but just comparing yourself to those people around you, because that it will, I mean, people, other people will seem so like they just do so much school and they're so smart and whatever else. And one, I saw someone said something like, you know, the problem with social, the internet is you're comparing your worst side to their best side or something like that. And a lot of times other people will give off their best side. And so then you'll feel discouraged and, you know, don't let those pressures of others ever dictate your uh, amount or, you know, what you're doing specifically. Um, So that would be one thing I'd suggest. I would suggest. And I would say the opposite of going long is to go short. I think short condenses the learning. It keeps it fresh. It keeps it better. Um, here's another one. The third one is to go deep, to kill learning, go deep, you know, always be thinking, go deeper, you know, really, um, we've taken that to thinking that the deeper that we go, the more our kids are going to learn, you know, like, um, we're not just satisfied teaching our kids their colors. Now we want to teach them their primary colors, their tertiary colors, you know, as opposed to just teaching them colors. Um, it's like, um, one time we were, my, my kids were going through this cool, um, it looked cool, this um, textbooky, and we'll talk about that maybe if we get, have time, this textbook thing on science, you know, and it was like all these dolphins on the front. And my wife said, hey, Todd, can you do school today? And, and here's what I want you to do for science. We were supposed to read through these pages of like dolphins and sea otters. And I'm like, that sounds so cool. You know what it talked about the whole time? All it talked about is the dolphins and the, you know, their kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, and how they could label that. And I'm thinking it didn't even talk about how they can jump real cool and how they can swim fast and how they can breathe and how they can do, you know, echolocation and how they crack whatever oysters on their stomachs, the sea otters. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know dolphins did that. No, dolphins <laughs> do not do that. You know, um, like I'm a, I'm a plant guy. I love plants. I'm, I'm writing some stories on some plants. I hope to share them with you sometime. Um, just fun stories. Uh, but you know, when I was a kid and you know what they taught us about a plant, they told us the parts of a plant. So it was like, you had the petal, pistol, stamen, stamen, steeple, you know, they never told us about plants that could eat insects or plant lily pads, uh, you know, three feet across that you could sit on top of or you know the biggest flower of six feet across and it smells like a rotting animal uh you know they didn't talk about any of those things here's my here's my um i guess takeaway if you want to get your kids to hate learning go deep if you want to get your kids to love learning keep it broad keep the topics broad and highly engaging, you know, let them read the, you know, not, not shallow, but you know, they don't have to learn everything about a dolphin. They just need to learn that they're the cool things about it. Because what happens is when you do the broad and, and engaging or the high interest, it leads to going deeper. 
when you say that is the way with you, Ben, and all totally. this, you know, in history. I mean, it's in everything and every person always does this. You know, everyone's talked to someone where they're like, oh, what do you think about uh, what vacuum should I get or whatever? And the person, you know, instead of just saying, oh, this one, which is what they want, they just delve into the depths of everything. And you're like, I just don't need, you know, or try explaining something you're really into to someone who's not really into it and see if they glaze over. If you go into the minutia of everything, you know, it's just totally just natural human everything. Uh, and I know for me, yeah, we did like the, you know, the basics and then, you know, and then I kept going with it on my own and reading more and more about it. And, you know, and I would not have done that. I don't think if it had just been this drudgery of, I'd never seen the joy or the, um, hint of it being there. You know, I'd love when I read something, I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what that is. And it's just a little bit. Then I'm like, I'll read something about that later, you know, and I read another book on just that specific thing or whatever it may be. And that's um, the love of learning. That's what we want in our schools you know, in our homes. In fact, that leads me to the next one. No, hey, before on. I mention, go ahead, go ahead. We ben. should do an ad before you do the next one. Okay. Hey, but before I say that, before it does, Ben does the, the, uh, ad. Okay. Lauren Johnson and Cheryl Holmes have already ordered their box of smiles back to school box of smiles. Make sure you get yours. So that's even, there's probably only 18 left. This yeah, is like totally. a telethon. Yeah, you got to do it. Uh, I, I pinned it here in the chat. So if you're watching live, uh, we only have a few left of these back to school, bo uh, back to school box of smiles. There is a lot of awesome uh, products in there. They're really cool, actually. And if you need encouragement on a daily basis, you should go get one. So Lauren just said, yep. woohoo. So we appreciate it, Lauren. Thank you. And this is a great way also to support the Smile Homeschooler. You know, pretty much all of this is free. So, you know, it's a great way to, uh, to, to also support us, but then encourage yourself. So. Um, but you real quick, here, put a price on how much this is worth. That's really. exactly it. But thirty nine ninety nine or less is not a bad price. So. <laughs> We just want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. They're the other thing that makes all this possible. Um, they are an amazing company. We really appreciate their support for the last couple years here. And they are the math curriculum you should use this school year. Uh, they are coming out with a new 4.0 version of the uh, website or of their uh, math curriculum. It's not quite available, but you can go check out a free demo and an interactive demo actually over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But some of the new features are it has an interactive, almost kind of like a whiteboard so you can your child can actually work out the problem right there and within the program or within the curriculum uh, it has you know new stickers new interactive features it has better um, uh, grading so if you do need that you can look and you know look back you can also search through so if your child's like uh, maybe a little bit older and they're struggling with a certain type of problem they can even search and find out where you know which lecture specifically talks about that so it's really cool it's super interactive so I know I learned better with teaching textbooks than any other math curriculum and I know pretty much my siblings and then also thousands of other homeschoolers have experienced the same uh, so go to teachingtextbooks.com they have uh, also have uh, they're there for answering questions as well so if you're not sure about something uh, go ahead and reach out but we thank them for all their support hey and uh, so let's look at we're gonna, we're gonna run out of time here um, so we said you know so basically to help them love learning don't start too early don't go real long keep it short keep it keep the topic broad and high interest engaging um and if you want to kill it even more you know you're going to want to make it like more like school you want to get a make it look like school 
Um, this is the old-fashioned school because school now looks like homeschooling, not the other way around. So don't let yourself go looking back to what it used to be. (laughs) But even as we start school, I think about, you know, I wish we could come up with a different word because, you know, I don't know if I I assume it felt like this to you, Ben, because, you know, we start out the morning, you know, uh, and our our usually routine is our kids are watching cartoons in the morning because my wife's doing her exercises. She's having a quiet time. I'm getting going, you know, and so... But at one point, all of a sudden, the announcement comes, hey, guys, it's time to do school. And it's like this huge record scratch, this, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it, I wish we could come up with something where it felt a little bit more natural. So it wasn't that big. But I know, um, you know, people like we did when we first started, you know, we had a wooden, a big wooden desk and we thought that's what it was going to be like. We'd have these little wooden desks. We'd have our little school books. We'd have a, you know, American flag, a Christian flag. We'd have the alphabet pasted around. You know, I, we have a fan, we know some people who they're in their homeschool, they wear uniforms, you know, which should not be, um, you know, and we started at 8 a.m. We take a lunch break and we do, you know, we quit at 345. We do the Pledge of Allegiance. Mom started the day out with the Pledge of Allegiance, which are all fine, but we're trying to mimic what schools looks like. It kills learning. Um, in fact, and, and we use what schools use because we use the, and I don't have any right with me. I wish I could pick one up. But, you know, we have these great big thick books that we call textbooks. You know, textbooks and I'll try to I'll try to be gentle here. Textbooks kill learning. They just do. Um, you know that I mean, if you want to learn, um, by the way, David uh, Pustai, Pustai just ordered a, a back to school box of smiles. <laughs> um, good job, David or David's wife, um, who's using his credit card. Um, uh, but, you know, Ben, I would guess you know, 99% of the people, when they go to learn something, when you want to learn something, what is the first thing you go to? Like when you're trying to fix your car or you want to get some information, where, what do you do? YouTube or Wikipedia or Google. I mean, there you which go. Is usually from Google, but yeah. And if you have a video, a YouTube video, that's 10 minutes, five minutes and three minutes, which one will watch you watch? The three minute one. <laughs> Boom. Because that's how we digest things. You know, really, we learn in small segments. Nobody goes and gets a textbook, you know, to learn about something, you know. And so I would keep, again, if you want to encourage the love of learning, don't make your school look like a school. Make your school look like home. And, you know, as far as your books and how you're going to learn, I would think they're not going to look like books on a school shelf. The problem I feel like also is, you know, everyone has, it's more of a, of a, of a image of what school looks like. I almost feel like it's like the Norman Rockwell version of school, you know, is, is like people have these mental images. It's like me, like last night we were like, Oh, I was like, let's go on a boat ride. It'll be so beautiful. And you know, on a pontoon on a lake near us and it'll just be a blast and we'll go with the kids. Maybe we'll get ice cream. And you know, I'm thinking all this is going to be so fun. And we go and we get out there and Hudson has to wear his life jacket and cries for the first entire time. And you know, and so we're, Riss is frustrated trying to get him to stop crying and it doesn't end up working very well. So we go back, you know, after 
25 minutes out, you know, and so total it took, I don't know. And yes, there was fun parts, but, you know, the mental image I had of how perfect that was going to be was not perfect. And then that frustrated me and her. And, you know, so uh, if you have this beautiful image of what school's going to be and you're trying to copy something like that, chances are it's not going to work out. And then you're going to have expectations dashed and it's going to be a bummer. So, uh, right. Yeah. And again, what it does, it sets up exactly know, homes for, for, for not creating this, this love of learning in our homes. Um, we're not going to, obviously not going to make it through all these. Um, but if you want to kill it, you know, in your home, uh, you want to create a one size fits all. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, uh, there are 3 million fourth graders in the, uh, in the United States right now. And, uh, of those, three million fourth graders uh if they've started school each their their day basically looks like this they have math english science social studies and literature those five uh those five categories um if you're a math kid and you go to the school and you're in the third grader you do math english science social studies and literature if you're an art kid you know an art bent and you're in those schools you do math english science social studies and literature if you're a music kid uh, in the third grade, you do math, science, English, and literature and social studies. You know, that is a surefire way to kill learning. Again, what you want to do is you want to custom customize the education to your children. Um, you know, all your children should have, it should look different for all your kids. I hear moms will say, well, you know, I use this program with all my kids and this kid just can't get it. That's because they don't always fit everybody. Um, you know, all our kids had a little bit of bent. Even, you know, now as we have the three left that are doing school, my wife, you know, she, it's not the same thing that Ben covered because they're not like Ben. Uh, they didn't necessarily love history. And so they're doing something different. Melanie Pauly, she just bought one. They could job, what got I went bought. through. Huh? I said they couldn't handle what I went through. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We learned a lot on Ben. That's right. You know, so don't make it look like, you know, one size fits all. Um, or don't go for, uh, you know, where you're teaching just towards the test. Um, you don't want to school towards the right answer because that's not what you want. Again, we talked about it. You know, we don't care if, they know Gettysburg was July 1st through the 3rd in 1863. Um, or there were 23,000 casualties. The Lincoln and Douglas Gettysburg Address, recite it. It doesn't matter. Um, they can learn all the dates. They can do all that. They can get all the tests right and still not like it. You know, And what we want them to do is like it. We don't even care if they know the right answer because that's not even really that important. Um, so don't just school for the test were you gonna say something ben nope i agree okay um and then we'll just we'll we'll stop here um because we've covered a lot we'll do one more um if you want to kill the love of learning in your in your house um then you will uh accept only the best you know a's or whatever you know you only you only want a hundred percents um again that that will cause your children to be afraid to do anything 
Um, you know, my wife, she's an amazing person. She had great parents, but her parents, they, they really, her dad, especially, uh, and I can say it cause he's in heaven now, but he really only liked all A's. So when she had all A's and a B, he'd the first thing he'd say is, Oh, I think we can get that B up there, you know? And so it really, it, it creates something huge where you feel like you're only good if you can get a hundred percent. You know, and, you know, for a lot of people, for every person, you can't always get 100% on everything. You can't get, you know, you can't be perfect at everything. And I can't tell you how many people I've met. Um, I remember meeting the Geography B champion uh, several years back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And man, this kid was smart. He knew things that I had no idea. A year or uh, maybe a little longer than that. Two or three years later, the kid was almost homeless because he just dropped out because he was too afraid to keep going. He was afraid he wouldn't get all the words right. He was afraid. And he, so he just dropped out of life. His parents were devastated. I met another parent who said, oh, our kid is amazing. He's going to be the youngest congressman ever. After a while, he just dropped out and he was working at 7-Eleven because when you work at 7-Eleven, you don't have to worry about making mistakes and letting everybody down. You know, um, again, my wife, you know, she was, she was, they were so, um, careful. I mean, so, um, they pushed so hard to be the best and to accept only the best that she got to the point that she wouldn't try anything new because she couldn't. And Ben, you probably feel a little bit of this, you know, that you're afraid to start something if you can't be the best of it right, right, right. off the bat. Yeah, no, definitely um, some, but I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I remember mom saying, you know, when we first met, we were hanging Christmas lights and she goes, I can't do this. I've never done it before. And, and she threw them off on the ground. And I'm like, and went inside and I'm thinking, these are only Christmas lights, yeah, right? Exactly. Did you think it took rocket scientists to do this? Well, and I feel like you said, you know, at the beginning, you can't ruin your kid. You know, I think it's true that you can't ruin your kid if you choose relationship. You know, I think that if you not ruin your kid like you will never not ruin your kid by <laughs> let's see here your kid will not be ruined by d having good grades like that's not ever what will keep a kid from being ruined is like well he was going to be rebelling but i made him have all a's and man that saved him you know or whatever like that like every like i was just reading a book on the founder of nike like I just finished it today and like he lost his kid at least the older one and he's like, I just, I regret that I didn't spend more time to find out the key to unlocking his personality. And it's like, no, the key was you spent no time with him, like clearly spent no time with him. And he had no authority in his life. And it was like, that was the key. So if his dad had chosen and you, you know, choosing the relationship is what will keep your kids. So even if you're, you know, you're going to homeschooling, you're so worried, you're going to ruin them mentally for the rest of their life. And I think that's as long as you're choosing the relationship and not choosing hit every single you know rung or level that i hit then there is no danger of that um and either way i think you're going to be fine but i just mean uh good grades will not ever help that uh i don't think so in order to really then to create a love of the learning in your house you know just let your kid accept whatever your kid offers you know accept whatever your kid delivers so if he misses all of them that's okay you know, it doesn't matter. It's not a measure of his learning and, and it will help him learn more on his own later. So let's just kind of do a little recap. So if you went 
as you start your homeschool year, here's, I, I think, how to create a love of learning in your homeschool that will succeed. First of all, you know, don't start them too early and let them go at a, at the pace, a comfortable pace. Um, go short, you know, do sm short days, short lessons, short books, um, less is more. Um, go broad topics and high in interest. Um, don't make it look like school. Don't try to copy your school. Just let it be your home. Um, customize it to every kid. So not every kid is going to have the same thing. There might be some kids who you don't do very much math with because that's just not their thing, you know, but you might do more reading to them or you might do more music with them. Um, and then uh, don't school to the answer. You know, don't worry about the right answers. Um, just enjoy the learning part and then allow them to present to you whatever they do without fear, fear, fear of failure. Um, we could cover some other ones, but we're not going to tonight. Um, but hey, uh, thanks for being with us. I hope that uh, you're encouraged uh, because you're doing an awesome job. Um, and I know maybe maybe you still haven't started school. I'm, I'm still on your side. Uh, we haven't started school at our house yet. Um, I know my wife's kind of getting her ducks in, her, in a row, knowing that they won't stay in a row uh, when she starts. Um, but uh, so if you haven't started, continue to enjoy the summer. And if you have started, I saw uh, someone who'd started this past week uh, and they said, uh, you know, they're kind of just going into it easy, kind of a soft start. I kind of like that approach. One mom said she wrote on her white marker board, you know, welcome to the first day of school. And one of her kids, like, you know, halfway through the day, just erased it because they were just mad and wanted to ruin her day, you know. Uh, and I mean, that, so that is skull. so typical. <laughs> That's so typical. Um, but have a great week. If, if you haven't ordered your um, box of smiles, do that. Um, or, you know, if you just want the calendar, you can do that. You can't get the cup um, except through the box. Um, and you can still get the book, How to Choose a Relationship, um, when there's so much to do. Because And it's a super easy read. Um, and I think it's going to be a great tool, uh, hopefully, um, for lots of moms. So have a great week. And uh, I won't see you next week. Ben will. And I'm, I'm going to leave you in good hands. And uh, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening to another episode. Again, don't forget to head on over to our website to order your own smile in a box. There are only a few left at the time of this podcast going live, so you need to hurry. I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smile Homeschooler podcast. Go check out the demo for the new 4.0 version of their curriculum over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. It's the best math curriculum out there. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. Ha ha ha.